Welcome back, my Dark Side crew. Tonight, we are excited to have a very special guest sharing the mic with us. He's not only a world traveler seeking to bring some light to yet another dark side of our human condition and share some truth as he sees it. He's an extensive career executive producer, talented content creator, radio personality, writer, journalist, amazing musical artist, and filmmaker. And he's currently involved with his latest projects at The Real Deal Media TV, as he and his talented, dedicated team have recently launched his special series called World at War and The Lounge. We are honored to welcome you to our dark little corner of the universe, Dean Ryan. How are you this evening? Doing great. Uh, It's good to uh, meet other uh, night owls out there. Well, like I said, I don't really sleep anymore since this all started. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. For those of you who may not be familiar, uh, for people that aren't familiar with your work, can you speak a little bit about what you're working on at the moment and how you got in your latest endeavors? How'd they come about? Uh, well, I'm currently working on, um, well, uh, I run a network called uh, Reveal Media, and we have a, uh, a good handful of different shows. The main show is a show called uh, The Real Deer Report that I um, host along with Kristen Megan and uh, as well as my producer Lisa Duffy who's in the UK and uh, it's a topical show from uh, headline news to uh, that is domestic and around the world so we cover news that's happening just globally from Mm -hmm. Australia to Canada where we actually have people and, and that watch us to hear what's happening in their own country. But not only that, we actually have a cast at Real Deal Media, a cast of the people that work here that are from Australia, from England, from Canada, and uh, uh, in South Korea. So we have an international uh, feel to us that came together organically because I started the Real Deal Report March 19th of 2008. The, in the beginning of the lockdown and was the only one who had a concentrated focus on covering news from the South China Sea from all over the world because I wanted to show the people that what was happening in their neck of the woods was literally happening in mine as well. And that's why people started tuning in because we really united uh, people by relating our, mm-hmm. our crises and sharing. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the cliff note version and it's really blossomed into you know, a very fruitful, um, you know, a, a incredible and exciting uh, network. An amazing adventure. And you do have yes. people from all over the world, not only in your show, but people tuning in from all over the world. I've watched some of your streams and they're chiming in from, hey, I'm from here, I'm from there. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I do have some people far away as Germany. So I'm, I'm really starting to get out there into the international waters. Loving it, loving it. So I've been a fan of yours for a minute now and I do urge our listeners to see it for themselves. So tonight... We're going to take a deep dive into a topic that I find extremely fascinating and timely, the dystopian world. So Dean, think about all the programming that we've been accustomed to over our lifetime regarding the scenarios. Do you think that we're very close to living in that world? And what might that look like to you? Well, the dystopian world, uh, it, it comes in drips. And the drips comes through a, a, an act of war called subversion. Subversion is a 20-year model that it takes a 20-year ordeal to completely subvert an entire, uh, let's just say, culture and group of people and, or country. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it inverts everything you know as the social norms, as the uh, family-centric, from family-centric to pop culture to political ideology. And it's subversion and inversion as well. There's a satanic component to it as well. And, mm-hmm. and communism certainly has communism certainly has that. But uh, what it does is after a 20-year period, you know, you literally have uh, two generations 
uh, that are born during that time. And by the time they are of an adult age or of a thinking young adult age, <laughs> everything that they know is now the new normal. Is that you know you hear all these new shows, right. uh, the Modern Family, all this stuff. It is uh, getting the old 20th century model of you know, family, uh, going to church on Sundays, dinner here, you know, just all those things. No more Ozzy and Harriet. And, right, no more Ozzy and Harriet. And you don't know who the enemy is anymore. Right. Who's right in front of us. That's what uh, this new normal is. That's what this great pandemic is. And that is the art of war through subversion, which is a Soviet model. Mm-hmm. In which the Chinese, the Chinese government, uh, in 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 um, connection with the UN, has literally done to the entire Western world. Do you do so you feel like it's what some people say uh, that it was a plan like a hundred years ago to bring us to where we are now? Do you think that it was that long ago, or further, well, or maybe just um, since Kennedy? Like, how long do you think this has really been in a plan? Well, I think, um, you know, 100 years ago, I mean, we can make the case that it really started with the centralized, uh, creation of centralized bank, Mm -hmm. which is really the bankers and the technocratic dictators playing, building up countries, using them for their wealth uh, and, 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 um, you know, people and land and geography, and then using their military might to, to reach their um, objective, uh, objectives. And once you're done with them, they, they, they destroy them into a third world to then make it a buyer's market. But, um, you know, just buying up this land, that land, uh, trafficking, etc. Right. But the plan, the pandemic was planned long ago. I can't really put a finger on it. I know definitely by 2009, but the plan was to get rid of nation states. And you saw it with the creation of the, the European Union, the EU, mm-hmm. which came, it came in 1954, which was a, trying to get Europe to look like the United States. You know, that's what they're saying. And then mm-hmm. they said it was just for, uh, you know, it would help trade better, but it was to get rid of the national uh, sovereignty, the uh, national identity, racial makeup, to make it all blend into one. And through that, you have the EU, which connects to the Asian uh, Trans-Pacific mm-hmm. Union, which they wanted to create during the Bush years, the American, the American uh, Union, which made um, Canada, America, and Mexico put together. So you have all these unions. They were trying to consolidate the world right. to then make it, make it from the very top to the bottom of a policy, meaning like the IMF Bank, all the way down. Mm-hmm. So what we have is the World Economic Forum has literally made all these mandates, all these these policies that we see, you have to ask yourself, why are they all happening at the same time? Exactly. And why, why are they all happening and the rollout is the same? Uh, I even have the PDFs before this all happened, um, before the, the uh, Miracle Jab rollout, how they were going to do it. Event 201? I, yeah, well, I have that, but I had the California State... Um, Miracle Jab rollout for their state employees. Wow. It was given to me last last fall, and I tell you, it was identical to the exact um, policy terms and policies of the World Economic Forum of how they wanted this to play out. Wow! So it's it's no coincidence. It's I don't believe in coincidence. I don't believe in a coincidence. Yeah. 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 So then, um, I know that. I've been thinking that, like, my dad woke me up a long time ago, rest his soul. Um, He was a very smart man and um, German descent, actually born there. So as far as I know, I'm also a German uh, citizen as well, if you have a parent or grandparent. But he joined the military when he was younger, and he actually went back to Germany. And he was nine months before getting out, and he wanted to stay there. And if they hadn't have called him back, he was planning on just living the rest of his life in Germany. But thank God he came back, whoever that was that made him come back from his military unit, because if not, I wouldn't be here. But he said, 
If you really want to know what's going on in your country, listen to what other countries are saying about you. Right. So he, he taught me a lot of stuff. I mean, I think about all the conversations that we had and all of it is happening. And about six months before he passed away in 2010, he said, you know, I'd like to live another 50 years just to see how this all plays out. And I said, no, you don't, Dad. <laughs> no, you don't. So um, I get a little choked up. I love that guy. But he was the one that really woke me up and told me about a lot of things that were going on in the world. And I did talk about 1984 in another episode that when I read that book and in high school as a senior lit class, uh, it was we had to write a paper on it. It freaked me out. I went home crying, and I said, Dad, Dad, is this going to happen? When's it going to happen? What? Like, I was traumatized by that book more than anything I'd ever read or seen in my whole life. And he said, well, you may not see it, but maybe your children in the future or your grandchildren will have to rise against it. And that wasn't what I wanted to hear, but it's what I needed to hear. Because then at that point, I think I really started my discovery on just absorbing everything I possibly could. And quite honestly, Dean, being awake sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Because how can you relate to 90% of the population? Right. Well, and it's interesting. It just depends what population you're hanging out with, you know, what community are you hanging with? Like for me, right. Um, people around me, and, and, and this is all I talk about. So it's like, I almost have to dumb myself down sometimes. Just yes. To, uh, take <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, it, it, it's in pockets. It's in pockets. You got to take and, doses, um, you know? Right. And, you know, I'm so immune to it. Just like doctors are immune to, you know, working at the e- in the ER room, you know, when mm-hmm. people are coming in with massive traumas and et cetera. And, um, so does it suck? I mean, it, 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 it can, but it, and then it, it just depends because people are experiencing different realities right now. Right. Uh, if you, if you go somewhere, uh, if you go to a very, let's just say conservative, maybe type of town in Texas or, or Florida, maybe mm-hmm. that reality is much different than the reality in uh, Manhattan right now or, or West Hollywood, where you literally think uh, if somebody gets close to you, you're going to die of a, a, a fictitious right. um, virus from a bat who loves us. Yeah. It, it's just, I still so walk around depends. seeing the masks and I'm like, Okay, people, I get it. You're still scared. Okay. So I don't, I I never want to hurt anybody and I never want to hurt anyone's feelings and I never want to make people feel stupid. And it's not my job necessarily to wake them up. I've kind of given up on that. It used to really bother me because I would be like, look, I've given you all the information. Why can't you see it? You know, why can't you just wake up? And it used to really piss me off. And so now I've, I've taken the stance that, okay, I get it. We all wake up in our own time, you know, when we're ready. And a lot of people are not ready because then that puts responsibility on them that they might have to really do something right. about it, right? We have, um, we have a population of people that have given their power away, mm-hmm. their sovereignty away to mm-hmm. unknown persons uh, who uh, who walk and are accredited in the world of prestige, right. who know better than us, who drink a, a, a glass of uh, Chardonnay with the pinky up. <laughs> they know better than us. Right. And uh, so people are so used to giving our power away, their power away. And that happens in a very decadent society. In a decadent society, especially America, mm-hmm. where technology has replaced religion and, and, and the deity, so to speak, mm-hmm. that is all, um, you know, and, and we're just so in, enamored with that. We're enamored with the, the social media psyop, which is, uh, you know, creating narcissism like we've never seen before. Oh, yes. In, in the world. Uh, the selfie so world. Vain. Yeah, all the selfies. Yeah, the selfie world. Right? So just like the fall of Rome and Babylon, as society falls, uh, gladiatorial sports go up, cage fighting, you know, um, right. you know just uh, 
chariot racing back then, and and the the uh, oversexualized culture increases, right? Uh, you know, and that's what happens. It's as a distraction, as the society falls, and a more you know darker one um, begins. Now, in this case, there's a race to the top. Which is also like a race to the bottom. Yeah, you have to bottom out before you can race to the top and build again. That's it, true. Right now, we're experiencing we're experiencing race to the top of what is the next new society going to look like, and who's going to control the the, the future. Well, you have um, you have a world elite, uh, some who just want to be the kingpins of their own, to have all the money. Then you have the mm-hmm. other ones. That, not just necessarily want to be the kingpins, but they, you know, they want to kill everybody. And they don't want anyone else at the party. Right. And, and they're called Satanists. And that's what you saw literally in Godfather uh, Part Two. Oh, is, what an is, amazing movie! Yeah, yeah you. But again, the programming, the model, right? Well, you have the families who, you know, they're saying, okay, "We have this section. We respect you guys over there and this mm-hmm. family over here." But mm-hmm. then they they came together. Remember, because one of the mm-hmm. mom families started doing drug traffic and prostitution, which was... Um, they had rules. You know, kids, they right? had rules. And if you didn't follow the rules and right. you didn't go through the right channels to do something, mm-hmm. you were going to pay, you know. And and today, yeah. that's the problem. We don't have any rules. Uh, well, we are ruled, but we don't, as a society have any rules anymore people are just doing whatever they want and um, it brings to mind the criminal elite who never get charged for having their hand Mm -hmm. in that cookie jar you're caught red-handed but you never pay why you know right well it's it's a condition of society it's you know it's rotting you know the the culture you know what, what is american culture you know, some of these people. They, I don't they even know you. anymore. You they know, you. what does it mean they to be an American you. anymore? I don't know. And I know it's, that it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> From where I'm standing, it's not looking too good right now to be really right. anywhere in the world. Like I have some friends right. that have moved down to Mexico, and I said, "But you have the cartels down there, and like, is it e- even any better?" <laughs> they moved from New York to Mexico. Uh-huh. About sure. six months ago, they said, we're getting out of here before they lock the doors and we can't get out. And I said, they're not going to lock the doors. But now look at what you're saying, what you were talking about on your show tonight about with Canada, mm-hmm. locking the yeah. doors. Like, can they not leave? Well, well, let, let me start with Mexico, because I, I spoke about that mm-hmm. uh, last night. And I know where people go. It, it, it's, it's Mexico is not our friend. No, and no, uh, a lot all. of the people, a lot of the expats that you described, um, who were coming from here, Canada, especially Germany, was one of them. They're all going to a place called Tulum. Now, it looks great. Tulum doesn't follow, you know, the DB mandates, all that. But cartels run the show, and cartels mm-hmm. will pick on the tourist. They, they will steal. I had a friend; she had her purse stolen, snatched from her. Mm. And they'll rape and pillage at will. Uh, and you have you have the Chinese military, literally um, in Baja California. And you have them in uh, Tijuana. Now, what the cartels won't do, they're not going to kill their customers. So a lot of people go to Al Capoco. Okay. It's a violent place, but that's where people go because they you're there because if you buy the drugs from them, then, then you, you you can go unscathed. But they focus on the tourist areas. And what happened is, Mexico is part of the G7, and, and they're making dealings with China. And mm-hmm. They'll round people up just like they rounded the Jews up and kick them out. You know, if you don't look like the the, the locals, they'll know who you are. You will be targeted. Now, uh, in regards to um, oh, did we say Canada? Okay, Canada. The word we got was uh, due to the new Biden uh, rules and regulations for people from Canada to cross into the border into the U.S. By November 8th, you have to present a passport, a miracle passport. Yet the southern border is going to still remain wide open. 
Right, right. And, and wide open. But a lot of those uh, people that are coming here from the southern border are coming in through private companies that are trucking companies that work here. And they're, 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 they're getting dealings with, you know, uh, guards and border patrol. And so it's every, everyone's it's, just on the take. Right is is what I'm really understanding about all of this is that everyone from the White House to the cartels, everybody's making money. Everyone is trafficking children and and people all over the place, and and everyone's just getting rich. And we're just stuck here in the middle, paying the bill for all of this, and you know, with our lives too. I mean, quite honestly, people are dying. They're dying from the jabs. They're dying from starvation. Mm -hmm. They are dying from losing their jobs. They're dying from depression, suicide rates. I mean, I don't I don't even know what's going on anymore. I don't even know where we are. Like, this is not Earth, you know. This somehow we got put somewhere else in some, like you're saying here, dystopian society. Like this is craziness. The, it's the end of the, the petrodollar. It's the end of the, uh, right. the, the American dollar, which has been the world reserve currency. Mm-hmm. And they're now, you know, other countries are figuring there's no gold behind it. So as the banking, centralized banking is ending uh, and a new one's beginning, they don't want the leftovers. So the, the pensioners, you know, the retirees, the welfare class. Yeah, they don't want to they have to pay them, care. so kill them. <laughs> exactly. They don't want to carry these people over. They don't want to carry them over. Yeah. And because, and, what is it? I don't know. We have like, what, eight generations of welfare families in America. At like least. 1965. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What are those people going to do if, if welfare ends tomorrow? Wasn't that a Kennedy thing? It was LBJ. Was who, it? Uh, enacted that. Yes. Okay. And the, um, Kennedy did, did something control. with it as well. I forget what that was. Yeah. I'm not uh, Something sure. Something with welfare. The aspect. Yeah. Right. I, I know it came 1965. You had the Civil Rights Act around that same time, which, you know, that's all another thing, too, because mm-hmm. you got rid of private property rights. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, we're seeing the end of civilization, the end of the banking system. Uh, you, you're seeing with, in, in the new industry, the fourth industrial revolution, which is going to be the smart cities. They're ready to, to, um, to roll that out but it's not going to work with this many people on, on, on earth. So they have to rid the um, useless eaters and bottom peers to quote. Uh, right. Prince and I don't, honestly, I don't think it's going to work with this administration because whoever's running the show there, uh, which I'll, we know it's not Biden, but whoever is running the show, I feel like they have overplayed their hand too fast, too much, too soon, that if Trump did anything, I mean, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016 and I didn't want Hillary. I just said, I'm out. Whatever's going to happen is just going to be a nightmare anyway. But he did a lot of good. He could have done much more, but he did do a lot of good as far as waking up the people to what's been going on for a long time. So now, regardless of whether he comes back or not, the people just aren't going to fall for this shit anymore. They're just not having it. Um, no, we don't have all the power that we think we do by marching in the streets. To me, honestly, that doesn't do anything, you know. Um, but you have to find other ways. Like last night, like yesterday I meant to vote, but I didn't vote. And I said, you know what, they're just going to use the same old stupid machines again anyway so I'm, I'm just not playing this I didn't vote for a long time I did vote for um, um, Ron Paul and I wrote his name in right because it yeah. was Obama and whoever and so Obama, it, yes yes so Romney they let Romney steal it because I was watching that night uh, the Miami RNC and when the guy said all yays nays blah 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 people erupted because they know what just happened in front of their face they just stole it from Ron Paul and gave it to Romney and I said that is it I'm out and do you know they had tanks lined up around the community center or wherever they were at in Miami they were ready for riots so they already knew what they were going to do 
And then they had tanks and a, and a big fence around the building ready for riots to break out. That didn't happen, of course, but I stopped voting after that. I was like, okay, so this is all a big scam and it really doesn't matter. So I'm going there and I'm writing his name in it and that will be my last ballot ever. And it was until this year with Trump, you know? And I'm in Ohio and we are a red state, but I swear to God, it's becoming a little purple. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here. well, Governor uh, DeWine of Ohio can't stand was him. One of one of the first governors to really um, enact the um, the the, the uh, quarantine camps. Yes, you know for protection. Mm-hmm. And he's totally compromised. Mm-hmm. Totally compromised. Absolutely. You don't even have to. In what he's done, you can see it written all over his face. He but looks like Ohio. a clown, but you know, he looks like Howdy Doody or something, or I, I don't know. He's sure. just got this queer looking face that you know he's lying, you know, and he's got this smile on his face oh, that you know he's lying. And then he had this Amy, whatever, as the medical doctor or whatever with him the whole time. She was getting death threats and all kinds of horrible mail and stuff like halfway through the beginning of all this that she dropped out. She said, I can't do this. You know, I can't do this anymore. People are coming after me and all I'm trying to do is get them through a pandemic, you know, so she opted out and he was kind of on his own after that. But uh, I'll tell you who we really do like is Jim Jordan here. And uh, we would love it if Jim was our governor here, but that's not happening. But I love how he speaks out in Washington. He calls you on the carpet, you know, he'll, he'll just pull it out and keep, bashing you with your own truth and people can't handle it but it's the way it is you know somebody's got to do it and jim is up for the job so but i get it like i don't know where it's gonna have where it's gonna go um things have been getting really bad for a while now and um if you look back at the past year and a half all the riots the savageness you know the criminals the you know, since the George Floyd episode, it took me back to the Rodney King era, you know, in the 90s. And I was like, this is what these people do. They use these as trigger points, you know, for societal breakdown. And that's when they come in with their new laws and their new rules. And then people try to fight against it. But eventually they just get beaten down and then they they go for it they're like all right whatever you can't fight city hall let's just do it no you know nothing ever changes if you just go along to get along you know right i I can't deal with people like that honestly personally i i as long as anyone's ever known me i i feel like if you don't have integrity and if you don't have honesty and my dad pretty much raised us that way that your word is all you've got you have nothing else you could be the richest person the poorest person whatever it doesn't matter because if your word is shit so are you and it doesn't take long for the world to see it so i only personally try to be around people that have integrity you know and honesty with me and i know it right away I wonder sometimes how I got involved with some narcissists in relationships, but that's another whole story for another day. Um, it doesn't take too long to see it. And then when I do, I just cut people like a knife, like they're gone. I don't say goodbye, nothing. You're just, you're gone, you know? And then you know what you did later, right? Are you still with me? Oh, no, no, I was, I, I was sorry. I, I, actually <laughs> me. No. I thought I hit a button no, here. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, people like their uh, they like their captors. They like uh, yeah. The, the, the Stockholm syndrome um, has gone way beyond Sweden and way beyond. Uh, it's global now. <laughs> yeah, it's a global um, Stockholm syndrome that has uh, been uh, rolled out through identity politics mm-hmm. and groupthink. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the dumbing down. Society, the the uh, the detriment of the pop culture, and you know you can listen to any top forty mainstream uh, right. song, you know hit song, 
And I don't. But it is, it's culture. Weapon. Yeah, it is the culture. Right. And it's, it's kind of what they've poisoned the young minds with. Everything is about sex and it's about mm-hmm. the selfies and it's about how much money and getting that bag and, you know, getting my nails done and my hair done and I got to go hit this and I got to hit that. And mm-hmm. like, that's all it is. Like, I think we were talking about trying to date. And I just can't. Like, I I was dating someone prior to the pandemic, right? And he was a narcissist. He was a, mm, I want to say cerebral slash covert, meaning he was all flamboyant and all out there and everybody look at me, you know, Mr. Perfect Hair, Clothes, whatever, But at the same time, it started opening my eyes to, oh boy, we're not doing this, you know. So he went on some vacation for two weeks to like four different countries, yet the guy had just started at a new job, right? And I was like, how are you affording that? (laughs) You know, wait, what? You got some secret stash somewhere? But anyway, I didn't hear from him for like two weeks, right? And I was like, no, this is bullshit, you know, not doing this. So I basically sent him a text at the end because he didn't answer his phone. And I said I was going to send the police to see if he was okay because I know he had went to uh, Dominican Republic, right? And that was at the time when people were dying down there. So I was genuinely kind of worried, you know, but still pissed, you know. So then I get a text. Hey, how you doing? No, I'm good. And, and in fact, I'm, I'm in Florida right now, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? You could just stay there. I'm good. So... I haven't really dated because then the pandemic happened and I was like, okay, so now what? And then the jab came out and I'm like, okay, now what? You know, so like everything keeps getting pushed back and I've gotten to the point where I'm I'm thinking, this is it, you know, like you're just going to grow old alone and that's that because I honestly don't want to be around people. I call it infected, you know. I don't know any other way to look at it because if other people are getting sick around you, then I don't, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't know about this, what it can do, who it can infect. Because, like, say, example, I know that you had one one guest on your show one time that has a partner who got the jab and they didn't. And so now think about intimacy with that person, you know, like even just kissing them, like you're sharing their, it's kind of going back to the AIDS day, right? Like Mm -hmm. what happens? Like, are they going to get it now? Like, I, I don't know. So I just said, you know what? I'm out. I'm just working on my business and I'm just for now until this all calms down and we kind of know more about it. I'm just out. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, it's um. Yeah. It, it's very hard. We actually started a new series called Apocalypse Dating. I saw one of those. Up. Yeah, I saw the one episode oh, that you did. Yeah. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So funny. Very competitive. Very competitive. Very uh, right. And I was like, yeah. okay, this is interesting. And I think I commented on one of your posts and said you should start a dating site for the non-miracled. You know, um, right. but people would still lie because why? Because they want to get it. They want to hit that. You know. And I'm just going to tell them what they need yeah. to hear, so that we can right. get together. You know. And it's that hit it and right. quit it culture. You were talking about culture. Hit it quit it move on to the next I can't relate Mm. to any of that I'm not from that generation so I really can't even understand it I have tried to step out there and and do that but Mm. I don't know I just I don't even understand the mindset so I'm like girl stop trying to be something that you are not even relating with you know right it's um you know it's it's uh yeah it's definitely a, a culture um a disconnect rather mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the thing is especially in this time is when you meet that one person who does uh, understand who does get it mm-hmm. who who 
sees uh, the world and shares that philosophy and knows the dangers, um, that is the person you, uh, you want to hold on to for, uh, mm-hmm. for dear life. And sometimes in this, this time of war, those people... They have to leave, maybe because of, uh, you know, there's so many refugees now from California that are going everywhere. We, we right. now have war refugees. It's a real thing. Just like, um, you know, after the fall of the Soviet Union, you had people leaving and before the Berlin Wall was committed and mm-hmm. Chechnyans, etc. But the people that get it now are the people that you gravitate to more now than ever. And you know, that's true. That's true. I find that to be so true. Like I was saying, I can't even relate to anybody on the other side, if you will. And I hate to say that there's sides. To me, it's not a right and a left thing. I I just don't want to think about that because that is agreeing to the division, right? Sure. But to to, to, to upon your point, before before I forget, is because you said it's hard to tell, you know, who's been jabbed and who's not. I think it's very easy to tell. I think it's very easy to tell. Because of where you stand in, in this great time of challenge, you know very clear, clear as day now, where, where people stand in, in this polarized uh, global war. You know, if so they got a mask on, <laughs> if they got right. the mask on, they probably got the jab, right? So there you go. I think it's very easy to tell. I think it's very easy to tell. Yeah, and, and, I think and, so and, too. Yeah. And and it's yeah. funny because I have family members that are jabbed and then I have some that are not like a little sister she has not gotten it and she said you know my boss would just love you because you and him you speak the same language and that's what I'm I'm thinking that you're getting to is that it really truly is a language that if you're not of it you don't understand it when someone's speaking to you and you're looking like a deer in the headlights because you're thinking what are they saying what what is, what is this about? You, oh, you're one of those conspiracy people. I get it. Okay, so as soon as they bring that word up, then I know, okay, you're definitely not on the same level, you know. And that's that's it. That's exactly it. And now I have an older sister who is a Democrat, long time, and I tried to tell her about, I call him Obama, right? I tried to tell her about him years ago, you know, and I said, you just don't understand. And she says, oh, no, he's, he's great. He's charming. And he's um, very, like, modern. And he's a great speaker. And he's going to unify, like, all of this stuff. And I said, okay, that's great. But he's a Muslim who wants to destroy the world, you know, and America. And you don't get that part. And she's like, oh, no, he's not. No, he said he's a Christian. Okay. (laughs) So, like, we're totally politically polarized. Like, I'm way over there, and she's way over there. And I just told her, I said, please don't get the booster. Please don't do it. And she says, well, I I had to get it because I'm in the medical field, so I had to. And I said, no, you didn't have to. You chose to. Because look at all the nurses now and doctors that have walked out. I'm so proud of them. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. I'm so proud of anybody who is knowing that the future isn't going to be so bright right now, but they're choosing to stand on the right side of history and say, we're not doing this. You're not putting these foreign things in our bodies. You're not going to make us do it. And if that means that I have to do something else for right now, it may not be paying me what I was making as a doctor, or maybe they have money in the bank and they can ride this out. I don't know, but I'm so proud of them. You know, all last week I was like, yes, yes, there's more, you know? So, well, you saw the electric people in Ohio here that walked out like 700 of them, Uh, General Electric, GE. Like they had enough, they just walked out, and uh, yeah, it's amazing. That's but like I was saying, Trump woke a lot of people up. I mean, even if he never comes back, he started a movement that cannot be denied. It just can't. And I love what you said tonight um, that he was the cursor, 
uh, wherever he goes, that's where you're looking. Right. I was like, yes, that's true. He was, uh, yeah, he was. He was the enemy of the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Very, uh, yeah. Right. Because it, it, it got a reaction. And uh, good, better, and different, it, it got a reaction. It was like uh, when paramedics come over and you're on the ground and they, they get the, uh, the heart attack machine and mm-hmm. just start pumping your chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've been on life support for so long. But, you know, it's, uh, it, the, it, it's a story that's very, uh, very Rome-esque, of a very Greek tragedy. The yeah. Trump story, which, and the, the story of the American story, civilization. And, you know, it's not over yet. It's not necessarily over. You know, what do you think and, their end game is? Like, if if we can't stop this in its tracks, like sure. like yesterday, what do you see right. in your opinion? Knowing all that you know, you know, for a long time, being uh-huh. as awake as you are, what do you see as the ultimate ultimate end game for them? I get the one world thing; I understand that part. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Too many oceans between us, right? But. What do you think is going to be, say they can't, say for some miracle, <laughs> lack of a better word, say we, they can't get a foothold, at least and take down America. What do you think is coming next, in your opinion? Where do you think we're going with this? Like so, bombs or what? Well... The, the one thing stopping the full consolidation is the United States due to right. the sole fact we have, we have firearms. Right. Um, what the people walking out of their jobs is exactly what they want, although staying and then right. getting you know, the miracles is, you know, you're going to die. So to weaken the American uh, system in the country, you have to get rid of the infrastructure. Well, that's the infrastructure. The people working in the power plants, mm-hmm. the medical field, the military. The cops. You know, China's not, you know, yeah, they're not inoculating their people. So the EMTs. to replace that, just like when they replace union workers and grocery stores with like foreigners, that's what they want to do. They want the UN to fully come out in. in China. It's really China but with the UN uniforms and all that stuff coming in. And uh, to the big cities, the big metroplex. Do you think? Take over. Do you think that that is part of this reason for the big influx in the southern border? They're going to give them yes our jobs. Yes. Well, our jobs um, replace, and then you also sneak in the Muslim Brotherhood, uh, right? Foreign military men with the the cachet of weapons that have been hidden around the country mm-hmm. in you know mansions and under state capitol buildings. Uh, which we we, we uh, totally exposed last year. I heard uh, Obama had some state. in California um, yeah. under some big was, building. I was the one who exposed that, yeah. That was uh, California State, uh, the, the governor building, or state wow. capital building, excuse me. Wow. Yeah, I exposed that in July, August of last year, or no, May of last year, I exposed that. might have been just before I saw your show. Yeah. But I don't remember yeah. where I read that or seen it or heard it. For all yeah. I know, maybe it was your show, but that well, was pretty amazing. And that he bought yeah, so many millions of bullets and gave them to the right. social security offices. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was the, I was the catalyst for that. And then it got picked up by um, other uh, news organizations, natural news and other wow. uh, independent. So what that was, was there was a, the, in 2000, well, 2015, Obama gave Department of Homeland Security 1.5 billion rounds of hollow point bullets with um, over 7,000 um, uh, fully automatic weapons. Fully automatic weapons are used for crowd control. Wow. Plus tanks and other um, weapons of war. Nobody knew where they went. They weren't accounted for. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a whistleblower come, come clean to me and told me they're underneath the state capitol building of California. And they're being handed out by the CHP, the California Highway Patrol, which is like the state troopers um, in Ohio or other states. Wow. And they're giving them, along with the state FDA, they're giving them to the Antifa type right there across the border in Mm -hmm. Oregon, who are then coming in to California 
and 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 no shout because they planned on doing another planned riot hood uh, after the, the the manufactured one in May with George Floyd, the fake dead guy. Right, and that's why I was saying it. I think they used these episodes, you know, to start the craziness, right. and then once it gets out of control. Everyone's going at each other, like, no, it's your fault, no, it's your fault. It's a race thing, no, it's that, it's this, you know. It's the CIA, this is the CIA uh, playbook. They mm-hmm. did it with the Arab Spring, they did it with the Arab Spring in Egypt and Iran and all the, you know, mm-hmm. many years ago. And it's now the American Spring, it's Obama's American Spring. Wow. So that's what they're doing. So and, then, uh, so you're the saying they're just going to, uh, we're going to be the slaves. You know, but more more of a slave than we ever really were. I mean, we're all slaves, but they're going to use the foreigners to take over the jobs. Have you looked at them lately? These people coming over the border? I don't even think most of these people could be the garbage man. I mean, they look like young military-aged men. I'm like, where's the families at that they're talking about? What? Where are they? These guys look like they're just early 20s, ready for war, and it's pretty scary. It's really scary if you think about it, because I don't think that our, I hate to use the word lily white Americans, but yeah, we have all the guns, but people aren't going to do that. They're not going to shoot another person. I mean, not, not a lot of people. I think some people will. Um, but I don't, I don't think a lot of, like, I love shooting and I go to the range and, um, I have, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, it was my dad's, it's, um, something like that. And it fits in my hand just perfectly, right? It's a smaller one. And then I went shopping the other day and I was going to buy another one, um, maybe like, um, a 45 or something, something a little more powerful, right? Because I love going shooting. And then I'm like, but I don't want to waste the bullets because they're so scarce now. Like ammo is yeah, really are. scarce. Well, it's, it's, you know, there's going to be an insurrection. There's going to be a, a response to it all. Mm-hmm. And it, it's building up. It's happening soon. But um, right. probably in, in, in closing here, because I, I have another production meeting I have to head to, I, I would love to. Um, we'll do a part on. two. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, why, don't, why don't we do that? Um, but yeah, I, I guess closing, it's... Yeah, give me your final thoughts here, Dean. Yeah, final thought is you know what the hand of the deep state and the global elites are because it's pretty obvious. It was foretold. We see it all around us. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. In the mm-hmm. game of chess, you know that the, their next moves are going to be through a rook and or bishop. We don't know the next hand of the, the quote, uh, rebut- we don't know the rebuttal of the, the quote white hats. Right. That's what is... Very right. concerning for the deep state because what is the what do the white hands have? They have the Epstein stuff. They have the election fraud. Trump they says have, they have it all. So it, exactly. So that's what that's why you see the acceleration that you're seeing right now. Whether it's Plan Right Hoods or the uh, the the Miracle Jab rollout, mm-hmm. because they're preparing. That's why they're saying uh, Biden said to a kid. Um, don't answer tough questions, kids. Don't ask. Don't talk to your neighbors. Wear your mask. Right. Stay away from people. And that's why, because it's six feet it's apart. Down, yeah. Yeah, which is satanic. But um, when it's going to come, it's going to be a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. And there's not going to be a leg to stand on for the deep state. And so that's what we're, you know, that's what we talk about nightly at Rodeo Media and all the personalities of, of our cast that we, we put out there because. Talking about it is understanding it. Understanding it is knowing how to resist it. Because it's one thing to fight in right. a war. But if you don't know what you're fighting for, then you don't. Then you're not fighting for anything. This is true. I'm going to leave it with that. I'm going to say thank you, Dean, for joining us tonight, as it's been fun and enlightening, yes. to say the least. We'll definitely have to do this again, a part two or so. 
and uh, tell our listeners how you how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. I will leave your info in the show notes, but let them know where they can find you and about your new fall collection. I'll have info on that as okay. well. The Real Deal Media Gear. Yeah, um, yes, you can find me at uh, realdealmedia.tv. Also, we're on all the social media platforms. Well, there's so many of them, that's, that's not entirely true. You'll send me a list and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're on Facebook.com uh, forward slash uh, The Real Dean Ryan. Mm-hmm. Also, Real Deal Media Tonight on Facebook. Uh, and uh, we're on brighttown.com. Are what? you still on Real there? I wanted, I wanted to ask you about that if you were still on Brighton. I didn't you know know if you were well, still on there. No, no, we're not on Brighton TV. That's a long story. But, okay, um, another uh, time, another time. Yeah, that's right. It's a long one. But uh, people, yeah, just check it out. We're, we're a nightly show. We're a late night show. Every night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, so. Definitely. Yeah, and then one of these times I'll call into your show. I, I've been Thank wanting you. to call in. Uh, but I was on the Facebook jail for a while. I'm able to go on and watch a podcast and sometimes I can comment and sometimes I can't. I don't know what it is, what their rules are, but when you're in the jail, as you know, there's limited things you can do. Um, but I haven't tried to call in, so I don't know if that works or doesn't work. Awesome. So good to talk to you tonight. We'll let you go. Get on with your next, uh, production and look forward to our next time. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for having me on and speak to you soon. We'll see you real soon. Have a good night. All right, bye. So that was an amazing interview with Dean Ryan, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Be sure to check out his site and his episodes and tell him that we sent you. We've come to the end of the episode and my favorite part, the quote of the day. Live every day as if you come back in time from a dystopian future to try and prevent everything from breaking. Charlie Jane Anders So my Dark Side crew, remember if today has you feeling anxious, confused, triggered, or even a little weary, take a moment right now to quiet your mind. Just breathe. Let go of all your distractions. Embrace your mindfulness. Focus your intentions on what you really want. Clarify and let go of that which no longer serves you. Remember, your determination is your power and your peace to realize your true purpose. As these brief but mindful moments can allow a new path to arise. So till next time, walk in the light on the dark side. Right here, where your vibe attracts your tribe. Thank you.